Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host A-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everyone in Haddonfield. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 54. This is the oldest Chapman episode. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to batmanonfilm.com. There's a little tab for Batpod. It has all the shows. Everything's great over there. You've got uh, Batman Book Club, Gotham Outsiders, ELTD. Um, I forget what Micah's show is called, but there's a ton of stuff over there, so make sure you check that out. I'm your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River and a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter Arvera, and today we're recording on October 30th, 2021, Mischief Night, which I believe is only a thing in New Jersey and maybe New York. Um... As always, we have a great show for you today, but before we get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts and we get to read your review on air, you will enter to win our monthly giveaway contest, and October's giveaway is a McFarlane 66 Joker action figure from the Batman Classic TV series. So please, you have two days left to enter, get those reviews in like your Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, you enter to win that contest. Now, let me introduce my partner in crime, the East Mary and Circus Peanuts eating champion, a fellow Batman on film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Q. Holzman. Q? For Quincy, because your parents were huge Ah. fans of the Mr. Magoo television show. Okay, okay, Q. All right. Oh, how's it going, man? Uh, You know, I'm kind of, uh, I'm battling this cold. Um, I've kind of, I've been sick for a couple days. It hasn't been fun. I'm COVID free. I've taken tests, numerous tests. I've swabbed my nose so many times. So I'm COVID free. It's just the common cold, not the, uh, the evil cold. And, uh, other than that, I'm really looking forward to, uh, chowing down on some candy corn and, uh, meeting all the trick or treaters tomorrow. So, well, my stomach's a little, uh, it's in a little bit of pain from all of the circus peanuts because you know that's those things are hard to keep down. So uh, they're not very good, are they? It's weird. As a kid, I loved them. I As never a kid, did. I loved those damn things. But now, hmm, just not. orange peanuts that taste like bananas. It's just no. weird to me. It's pretty my much grand- how it tastes. My grandmother, on the other hand, loved them. Loved. May she rest in peace, Rosebud. Uh, loved circus peanuts. The cool thing about them is they kind of dissolve. So you don't actually have to chew them all. You can uh-huh. just kind of leave them in the mouth and they dissolve if you don't want to. Because the texture for some people is what they don't like. Yeah. Uh, I just so- don't like any of the texture, the taste, <laughs> the way everything. I, uh, I, it's funny story is uh, when my grandmother passed, I, I threw a bag of circus peanuts in the casket before they buried her. So she, uh, she went uh, – <laughs> she had a bag to go down with. So That's great. No, that's cool. I love that stuff. I like yeah. weird, quirky things like that uh, when people do. Every once in a while, I'll leave a, a bag uh, at her grave. I won't leave flowers. I'll leave circus peanuts. Or uh, <laughs> for Easter, I'll leave like those caramel eggs. She loved those. So 
That's cool. But I'm like, you know, cemeteries and Halloween, so I guess it's fitting. <laughs> exactly, right? It's, it's apropos for what we're talking about today. Uh, yeah, so of course, as Pete mentioned, we are recording on October 30th, which is, as Pete said, is Mischief Night. Parts of New York State do have um, Mischief Night. I don't know if here on Long Island we do. I never did as a kid. I was surprised um, to find out it was only a Jersey thing, really. But uh, yeah, I don't. It's like pork roll. It's like one of those exclusive things to the state. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. We did. I did all of my stuff on Halloween, the actual day. So tomorrow, even if like we, did, I went egging or or shaving cream and all that stuff, I did that on Halloween itself. So um, I wasn't into vandalizing things. I was I was kind of a good good little boy. So it's just those. Bastard Jersey children. <laughs> so I don't know. Did you ever take part? Uh, no, not really. No, was, no it's weird. They, uh, my town always had a strict curfew on Mischief Night. Mm-hmm. So I guess they kind of uh, was ahead of the curve there. Um, but it kind of feels like the purge. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I guess Obviously, they're not killing people, but. You know, it kind of it kind of has that same kind of a a deal. Yeah, you have the one night to that's uh, that's valid stuff. Yeah, so yeah, so the purge, another uh, what's it called? Horror movie, of course. I guess you can call it horror, right? It's it's technically, or is it just? Uh, I don't I, know. It's not a slasher, but it is. Let's call it a thriller, more of a thriller. I guess. I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Today's another. Shows, oh, go, on. go go ahead. I was going to say, today's show is a little different. Um, we're going to ditch the news for an episode. Uh, yes. And we're going to do our annual Halloween spooktacular. Um, uh, we couldn't get any guests uh, due to scheduling reasons. Um, Lauer decided to watch Michigan State beat Michigan, which is his own fault. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to watch Michigan lose, if you ask me. So, you know, sorry, Ryan. Not sorry. But uh, so Lauer dipped out on us. Um, Chris Rimmer, we did a show with him last year, and that was great. And we covered a bunch of topics and horror movies in general but yes this episode we are going to discuss the new halloween timeline uh halloween yes. 78 halloween 18 and uh the latest century halloween kills which is now in theaters and streaming on peacock if you are lucky enough to have peacock so yes i could we call it the jamie lee trilogy <laughs> But even though there's another one coming, so I guess it's not. Well, see, this is her second trilogy. Remember, she oh, yeah. had Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween H two. Oh, it's not yeah. a trilogy, then Resurrection. Yeah, but I don't Halloween's know. got a bunch. I love how Halloween is, has all these timelines. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I think it's great because they're kind of setting the table for everyone else. You know, like right. You don't need to them and the Fox X Men. Like, who cares about timelines? We just want to make <laughs> movies, and uh, it's true. It's true. They do uh, – what's it called? They do just jerk around the timeline. Uh, obviously, they've had how many films in total? I think uh, there's 12 Halloween films right? in total. Yeah, 12. So there you go. So you have the 12 Halloween films, and as we just said, they're not all connected. Um, but some A lot are. of them have Michael Myers in them. Right. The the one that doesn't is three, right, which is Season of the Witch. Which Reno claims yes. is a horror Yes, which our friend Reno 
um, loves, and it's funny because I was talking to him last night about it, and he says he's like, I know it's not the greatest film, it's just I just like it. It's good. It's a good <laughs> movie. So, so yeah. So um, he also said like it's weird. Um, he got into some of the history of it with me about how originally the plan wasn't to have Michael Myers be the one guy right. in the Halloween film. Yeah, it was right? supposed to be an anthology film series. Yeah, and I believe so. the original plan for the original Halloween four was supposed to be some sort of ghost story. And then right. that was ditched after the poor reception of three. So, you know. So, and, what do you think? What I wonder what kind of stories they could have told, or they would have told. Like you said, a ghost story. Um, and maybe it's just things um, in within the Halloween lore, like how Halloween came about and stuff. That's stuff they could have done. I, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine maybe the fog was a Halloween story. <laughs> Jeff Carpenter <laughs> just couldn't do it, so he just made it right. Like I, I would imagine he's he's a master of the genre and spooky stuff. So yeah, yeah. So I'm sure it would have been, uh, you know, it would have been. Great, whatever he did, I'm sure they. they I looking back, I kind of wish they might have done that. Uh, the original plan in the anthology thing. Uh, not that I don't love the, Michael Myers because I do. Obviously, he's one of the greatest slashers of in history, so mm-hmm. he's a great character. Uh, but and infinitely the scariest for me. Um, like I think I always think of the big three as like Freddy, Jason, and him. Yeah. Um, he's uh, the scariest looking one. That mask to me is is always that blank face. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, so, I, I'm definitely a bigger Friday the Thirteenth fan, but uh, I respect um, the Halloween and Michael Myers a lot. You know. You know they kind of. You could say they kind of started it all. While I think you know if you're going by just a date i would imagine black christmas would be the very first uh bob clark's black christmas and i feel like that kind of inspired halloween to an extent but then halloween just took it to the next level in 1978 and uh it's it's very interesting it's it's very it is very realistic whereas like freddie and jason are kind of supernatural correct you know like halloween is it's very grounded that first movie you know mental patient escapes he goes basically going back to his home and yep. uh, you know he's killing everybody along the way, so right. I dig it. No, def. I mean, I, I I rewatched the first film again, obviously when we mm-hmm. went to the show because I hadn't seen it in a while, and it's Halloween, so I'm like, let me watch the first one. And um, so I'm surprised at how well it it holds up still to this day. Uh, it really, obviously, the, the dressing and the hairstyles and stuff is very much the '70s, obviously, yeah. and the car and all that, but. The theme, the the way the the story moves, the the way it was shot from usually from his point of view, almost the whole movie, mm-hmm. um, like it's very 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 well done, and it's it's a reason it's one of the uh, the temples for horror. Like it's one of the ones people go to as one of the best horror films. I, I, it's crazy you look at a horror film being rated as uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone goes Rotten Tomatoes ninety six percent. Uh, that's crazy, right? So yeah, yeah, it is. And like one of my favorite parts of the first, uh, well, all the Hollywood movies is Michael's breathing. Yeah, like it's just like it's like that distinct sound and that mask, and it's like you know he's around and danger's coming for you. So right, I yeah. always look to uh, when I watch the, the old movies now, no matter what it is, I always look and see okay, which actors had careers after this movie like mm-hmm. did this launch them into the future did they do anything uh lindsey uh, wallace she she became a pretty big star yeah i think uh the kid who played tommy doyle i don't think he amounted to really anything no obviously but, uh, jamie lee jamie lee yeah so yeah. her and lindsey wallace yep and it's and donald pleasance is the star of the halloween right he's the headline name yeah. that you see which is crazy because 
I only know him from that. Like, I don't know him from anything else. Well, it's like uh, Betsy Palmer, right? Like, yeah. Friday the 13th. Like, she was a big star back in the day. Right. But I know her as uh, Mrs. Voorhees, so. Right. So, yeah, that, obviously, we're starting with the first one, so let's do that. So, Pete, when was the first time you saw 78? Do you remember the first time you saw the original Halloween film? I don't remember the first time I saw it, but... It seems like it's a movie that I've, I've, obviously, it's been around my whole life. Uh, I, I've definitely seen it at a young age, and it definitely terrified the hell out of me. And <laughs> it's just funny because as a kid, you know, like I definitely saw it young, and the Boogeyman, right? Like, it's, right, it's a real thing. Like, my yes. parents are very lenient. Like, I. <laughs> they're the complete opposite of, of Justin. Like they let me watch anything. <laughs> and uh, so like, I remember, you know, I remember seeing it as a kid. I don't remember exactly when, but I probably want to say I was like eight years old. And uh, yeah, it just, it, it is, it's pretty terrifying. And it, it still like affects me to this day, you know, like, I, you know, well, that's just horror movies in general. Like, I'm like, I'm not going out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, like we got a greenhouse in the backyard and I'm always like, we should put a lock on there. Someone could be hiding out in the greenhouse one day. And, uh, you know, and like, what, what are you talking about? That's crazy. Like, it's like, I know, but you know, people do crazy things, but um, no, I remember yeah. seeing it young and it terrified the hell out of me. It's weird. The first horror, um, what's it? The first horror, I guess, villain I remember and I recall are well, two of them. It's not obviously Michael Myers, but it's the Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz, and then Darth Ooh. Vader. Like for me, being a Star Wars fan, Darth Vader. Those are the first two bad guy villains, scary. Because as a kid, Darth Vader was a little scary. Now looking back, I'm like, I don't know. Why I was I'm never of scared him. of Darth Vader. But as a kid, but the Wicked Witch, I was. I was yeah. very afraid of the Wicked Witch of the West. So those are the. And then I think I was probably around eight, probably around the same age as you when I first saw Halloween. Um, again, my parents weren't home. My sister was babysitting me, and she wanted to watch it, so I had to watch it. And I don't remember it scaring me to the point where I was like couldn't go to sleep that night or whatever but it did heighten my awareness to certain things like you were saying like i don't want to go outside in the dark sometimes or yeah. you know things like that uh go, not going around corners or someone hiding like th those things it made me much more aware of those uh of those of my surroundings i guess in, in the larger sense after seeing that movie um not trust when i was a kid it was always don't tr obviously don't talk to strangers yeah uh, there was always the brown van blue car did you have the brown van blue car thing no uh, yeah, no there, there, what is there that? used there used to be a i don't i never knew if it was true but there used to be a story going around and it had to be i don't know how true it is but that they were they were people kidnapping kids and, and one was in a brown van and in a blue car and so if you saw those things not to, so like all those things it just Man, that Michael was all around the same car. time, huh? <laughs> Michael drove a brown car, he exactly, drove a brown right? Like, wagon, yeah, yeah. So, like, it it, it kind of encapsulated that whole time period because around the same time that every that when I first saw that movie, everything came out. So, um, what what part of um, what's the thing about the original Halloween film that even now stands out to you the most? Uh, it's definitely oh, uh, what's the blonde's name? It's when the blonde gets murdered because her boyfriend, her boyfriend's downstairs, and Michael like puts him over against the wall, takes his glasses, puts the sheet on, and yeah. she doesn't know it's him in the sheet, and like that's that part still gets to me to this day. Um, the part where Michael breaks through the the sliding door closet where um, uh, Jamie Lee's yeah. Jamie Lee's hiding. That's or what Lori, gets me. Sorry, sorry. Same difference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that, that that's uh, those are the two parts that still stand out to me to this day. 
And I, I do jump after the after the boys are punking uh, Tommy Doyle. His pumpkin breaks, and the one kid runs into Michael, and he just grabs him. Yes, like that gets yes. me, you know, because that's like the first time you really see him in the mask. He's very quick. It's only on the top of your screen. Yeah, that's probably the most chilling scene for me. That one, which is weird because no one dies, right? But you have to think of it as a kid, and this guy. It, that had to be like I would have been so scared. Yep. So that that's the most chilling scene of the movie for me. Um, I think the thing that stands out the most for me though is oh god, now I'm drawing a blank. I just had another tip of my tongue. Um, oh the uh, what's it called? The in the laundry room. The mm-hmm. scene in the laundry room with I always forget Annie. Her, yes, with Annie in the laundry room. Just the the tension in there because you don't know where he is, and then she climbs out the window. She tries to get out the window, she and all the stuck. tension. Yes, like that stuff. The tension in that part was just just got me. Just gets me every time. I uh, I, I I still get bummed out. Annie dies. I, I really liked Annie as a character. She just seemed like she seemed like someone you want to hang out with. Yeah, and and it was weird. The other the blonde. Um, like your name? I forgot it. The word the the like thing became popular in the eighties, but she was using it in that film. Like everyone saying like before this, mm-hmm. and the, that became more popular in the eighties, and she was using it. And I'm like, oh, that's a seventy eight thing. So that was kind of a just a cultural thing in my head that triggered. I'm like, oh look, they started this. Is someone another character did this way before Linda. Her name is Linda, right? Linda, yeah. So, so yeah. So those, I mean. I, like I said in the when we first started talking about it, the the setup and how this movie was shot, how Carpenter shot the film, um, the distance shots obviously with mm-hmm. with Michael when when they're looking out the window, um, Tommy seeing him, um, and then uh, him not being there when Laurie goes to look, yeah. like all that's all the stuff that we've gotten used to in horror really kind of starts here in my yeah. opinion. No, it's Halloween 78 is such a pioneer of the genre, really. Like it's it's definitely the one that caught on the most and and really just kind of took it and ran with it. And Carpenter did a magnificent job of just it's almost like Jaws like, right? Like you don't really see Michael that much. You're always you kind of see him from like the shoulder to the waist, Mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, and, and then he's just – when you do see him, it's like you said, he's always at a distance. It's always like you kind of feel safe because he's like – he's so far away. So it's just those – are, those are like the creepy elements that uh, I think Carpenter was really masterful at. And, you know, I, it's funny. When they, when they announced they were doing this, uh, this kind of rebooted timeline and they were skipping Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2, not Rob Zombies, <laughs> uh, I was kind of upset because I really dig Halloween 2. But mm-hmm. – um, like we said earlier, I'm I'm a big fan of all these timelines because it's like, you know, as a comic book fan, I'm just so used to this stuff. Yeah. So this true. stuff doesn't bother me. I'm able to, you know, catch on to it pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember after the second uh the Rob Zombie one, I remember they were like like they wanted to reboot it. Like it was a thing. It was yeah. a thing that they like, okay, we have to do something because those movies were just not what well, they wanted. He was going to do a 3D movie. It was Halloween 3D at one point. Like there was, there was talk of doing like I, that Halloween two is so bad in my opinion. Like the first 10 minutes are actually pretty decent, but it's all like a dream sequence or something. But right. 
It's right. uh, that Halloween movie. I probably never will revisit again. I watched <laughs> it. It's horrible. I actually, I don't mind his re, his his reimaging. It's not the greatest, but I dig it. It's okay for what it was. Right. But I, you know, ha- Michael Myers is like Batman. Like I'm totally cool with uh, a you know a director coming around every so often doing one, and uh, I appreciate with uh, what Kenny Powers and company have done with uh, with this new timeline here. So we don't like we the beginning of Halloween seventy eight sets up where Michael kills his sister right like that's the thing um, as a kid Judith and Myers then, yeah right and then he's taken to obviously the 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 hospital Smith Grove yes yeah. and he's he's there and um but we don't when he like we don't ever really get insight at least in this film as to what he's like everyone just says he's just pure evil there's no reason for him doing what he's doing he's just evil. The blackest maybe, eyes, the devil's eyes. Right. But maybe as he got older, he just – he didn't have Manscaped. And maybe that's what made him snap. That – you know what? He could have used the lawnmower 4.0. Right. I, I imagine Michael – and he's a slasher. He likes slashing things. So if he, you know, <laughs> if he really needed to, he could have clipped the weeds down there. Right. And I know. Maybe he could have had a shot with uh, – I don't know. Annie Brackett back in the day. I mean, it's possible. I'm sure he, he, you know, early on he was a good looking kid. So uh, yeah. it, it's totally possible. So if you don't want to end up like Michael Myers, I suggest heading on over to manscaped.com, use promo code Gotham, save 20% and get free shipping on the whole, on the, on the whole website there. So it's, you know, Right. I mean, as you guys know, we have been promoting Manscaped for for the month of October so far. So remember to get 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham over at manscaped.com. Go there now and don't be like Michael. You you don't want to have a crazy situation down there. Make you might make you snap. You don't want to you don't want that to happen. No. So, you know, you want to you want everything to be neat and trim so that when you're getting into that intimate time, you don't look like a gorilla. Let's just put it that I way. Think even bonus points. Use that lawnmower 4.0 tremolo jack-o'-lantern down there. You know, and th- there's no reason why the old Brajol can't get a Halloween costume either, right? You're right. There's a, there's it's it's kind of created for you could kind of do things like you can kind of He's got create. a flashlight on there. So yeah, so you you do have the tool does allow you to to carve. Um. That's it, you know, man. Yeah, really, really create uh, some fun, like, some fun down there. Man lantern. Yes, <laughs> that was on his chest. But yes, you, you, there are so many things you could do. Again, manscaping is if you want to do your chest and your stomach, and if you're a hairy guy like I am, I'm a hairy guy. I'm just gonna put it out there. So if you like doing that and you like, you know, you want to be smoother, the lawnmower 4.0 helps with that too. So it's not just for your man parts; it's also for your chest and yeah, everywhere else. Confidence and the right tools for the job. Yes. Manscaped always is known for that. So, uh, again, it's not just the lawnmower 4.0 we've been talking about. They have the the toner. Which I've been Um, using while Eric's been talking. It's fantastic. He has no idea. (laughs) It's two shows in a row. I've been spraying spraying my uh, my brajol, and uh, Eric has no idea. So, Thank God for that. Thank God I have no idea. Uh, Even though I do know now, so that's just weird. But anyway, also they have not only the spray, they have a deodorant you can actually put on. It's like this creamy substance. You put that on. It's really, really cool. Literally cool because it does cool things off down there. It gives you a nice little cooling feeling. So again, guys, go over there to Manscaped, 20% off. Use use our code Gotham. Um, Christmas is coming, so, you know. You want yeah. everything. Women, ladies out there, if you're listening and you want to help your man out, 
Same for you. And who's to say that the ladies can't use it down there either? That's a true. A razor's a razor, my friends. That's true. That's a good you point. His and hers. Yep. If you got two <laughs> sinks in your bathroom, have two lawnmowers. That's yes. how it works. Yes, that's true. You can't both use it at the same time. Be a little so. greedy. Who cares about sharing? <laughs> All right. So, again, guys, Manscaped, um, we're, it's a paid promotion for us, paid, paid sponsorship. So just go over there and use our code and, and get a little bit of little bit of a discount for you. Uh, so moving right along, let's move into – we talked about 78, the original Halloween film, the 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 – the trendsetter, the you know whatever you want to call it, the OG, the OG, the genre-defining uh, film, um, and we're obviously going to fast forward now to the 2018 film, um, which was, as Pete said, kind of a soft reboot of the franchise. Uh, it's very, it's it pays homage a lot to the first one as well. The beginning of it's very similar. Yeah. Um, so, Pete, when you look at 2018, when you heard it was announced, what were you looking for as a fan of the franchise? What were you looking at them doing? Did you get what you wanted from it, I guess? That's the question. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd have to say this is my second favorite Halloween movie of all time. Um, I really I really dug the 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 way they went with it. I like the how uh, Lori became like an outcast and right. you know she's got PTSD and she's kind of very militant her entire house is probably more well guarded than the Wayne Manor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like everything about her you know, just really <laughs> I it, the the guns, the basement, the lights, the shooting range and you know yeah. all the all the stuff they they you know the exposition between her and her daughter and you know how she's kind of looked at as like a loon, um, and how you know eventually you know the government came in and took uh, Karen away and all that right. stuff. Like you really see the, you just you, you see the outcome of Halloween seventy eight. Like you see what it did to her psyche and her mentality, and I thought it was utterly brilliant. Um, and just to see how it not only affected her, you know as a as a person but how it affected everyone around her you know even her own family kind of doesn't really you know she's kind of not really associating with her family and stuff like not by her own choice but because they kind of think she's a loon and uh i really was very interested uh when this was announced and then seeing the movie i was just taken away just everything about it and then to find out like it's the the whole like reason that the movie basically takes place is because the new Loomis is a whack job himself, and he's very jealous that the original Loomis got to see Michael in action. Yes, so he stages the whole thing, and uh, there there are some really cool elements that I thought were of, of modern times. Some people want to say it's woke. I just. You know, it's it's you know the world's changed since 1978, and things are different. And you know, mostly that kid who wants to go to dance class and not go hunting, right? Like that's that's a very you can see that happening these days. And uh, that yeah. dad just can't come to grips with it. And it's a shame that kid died. But I, I, kind of, I kind of appreciate the fact that Michael is uh, he's he's you know he he doesn't care. He'll kill anyone. Like as weird as that sounds, you know, like I think that's important to the character um, because as we mentioned in 78, he kind of led. I think it was Lonnie live even though he just scared him yep so it, you kind of see how he's kind of even fallen into his own personal hell even farther um uh i really dug what they did with the podcasters maybe one day you and i can hang out with uh denny v and talk to him about dune and you know we'll sit down <laughs> and just talk about different perspectives on that but it, it was cool because you think okay they're true crime podcasters are doing a thing and 
you know, like I, I love that scene with uh, with the, where they bring the mask out and the dogs are barking and all the other wackos are going nuts and you know Michael could feel like the evil and the mask and it was it was pretty cool it it really was uh, it's just uh, I think it's just a, a brilliant brilliant sequel. Yeah, I agree. Um, I remember when they announced it, I wasn't too keen on it. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I said, I'll go see it because it's Halloween. And I was pleasantly surprised. I really, really liked it. I think it's it's released around Halloween. Like, that's great for me, too. You know, like, perfect. Right. And it's the best Laurie story, obviously, that we've gotten, I think, in all of the films. Like, it really focuses on um what that what that did to her mm-hmm. and as you said before the PTSD being very militant being consumed with basically with Myers um he still lives in her head and he mm-hmm. he's just you know he he's the reason why she does the things she does and um yeah i mean that that happens if you have a traumatic experience like that that's that's stuff that really happens so it, it could hit home for people too that you know that that this woman just had, was went through so much and um, it just changed the course of her life. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it was good introducing, obviously, new characters. It was good showing the, her daughter, and she had a daughter, and she had her own family with the granddaughter, with Allison. Um, so that was also good to flesh out the character a little more. And like you said, um, Michael's just as brutal as ever. Like, he's just... Yeah, he's... You know? Oh, it's he is... He's no F's given. He is killing everybody. Yep. Um, and you know, like I, I love. <laughs> there's cool moments, like you said. There's there's bits of homage, uh, like in the cemetery scene. Like I dig that. That was cool. Um, I just and I love how it's always he's always <laughs> he's always getting his overalls at a gas station, right? Or there's always some tow truck <laughs> around. Yeah. You know, I, I I I dig that. I think that's cool. Like I'm just because like. I'm always wondering, like, well, how does he get the mask back? You know, like that was, and I thought they did a really good job with that. And I mean, when he's sprinkling that 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 guy's teeth in the bathroom stall, I mean, that's that's about as scary as a Halloween scene as you get. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's just like I'm like, oh man, it's crazy. And I will never understand why people just think they can go up against this dude. <laughs> I uh, I would never live in Haddonfield, <laughs> much less like if yeah. Michael is if Michael's on the loose, the first thing I'm doing is packing my bags. And, and that like, house, why would anyone want to go back to that house? Like I, I don't know. <laughs> that I get dude, that house has to be the cheapest house in America. <laughs> like that house could be on beachfront property and it's like, I don't know, 70 grand. Like it's not <laughs> there's no way. So maybe not, that's why. That's why. It's dirt cheap. That's the only way you can buy it because <laughs> it's like <laughs> full disclosure. When you buy a house, you got to know if there's a murder or something in there. And that's yep. jeez. But no, I, I think Halloween eighteen is master. And then honestly, like the people behind it, like I I didn't know what to expect from Kenny Powers, Danny. Right. Mc- I mean, Danny McBride. Well, no, him. that's what most people know him as. Kenny Powers, you know, like, but- as I'm saying, like, yeah. you know, like Kenny Powers is making a new Halloween, and you're like, what? And I think he did a magnificent job. I know he's writing it. I know he didn't direct it, but like, you know, writer producer. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he was one of a couple. There was other people who um, were involved in the writing of it, but he was the biggest name um, attached to it. And yeah, it's you're right; it's very well written. Um, It, like I said, it pays homage to the first one. That's very there's similar beats, there's similar story, obviously plot lines. um, The the escaping from the mental institution, you have that there. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have that. Um, They they introduce. The character of, um, well, not introduced, but Hawkins. Um, yes. 
Yes. Right? So he's another – he gets added to the story, which we will find out is a bigger deal mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> when we talk about Halloween Kills. But, you know, he gets added to the story here. And uh, it's just – like I said, when you're – when you go away from something and you're coming back to it, you say, okay, we're going to kind of reboot it. And you're having Jamie Lee Curtis back in it and she's much older. I'm always interested, okay, what are they going to do? And are, can they make it relevant? Can they make it current? Mm-hmm. And they did. Uh, yeah, and so. here's here's a, uh, here's another thing, and I think where the movie is aces here is how they can make a slasher film in modern times with modern technology, and it still doesn't work. Like the, the the like, why doesn't Allison have her cell phone? Well, the cheating boyfriend. They get into a fight. He throws it in the punch. She's always on the phone. Blah blah. blah and it's like, oh, that's great. You know, it's like it's not like oh, how many yep. like, bad horror movies have we seen? Where like, oh, there's no cell service. You know, like <laughs> I could see the fact where the boyfriend throws the phone. The phone break. Like, okay, I get that. Like, that's actually pretty good to me. And I I think that's a great way to do it because like, you know, everyone has access to 911 these days and everyone has a computer in their pocket. So it's like, and we're going to see that too. Like it looks like Scream 5 is, is really updating it with the technology and stuff. So I'm excited to see what they do as well. But I thought that was a pretty brilliant move there in in, uh, 2018. Yeah, like there are, like you said, I. How would you make a current? How do they do that? That's one of the things they do. Obviously, you got to include the technology, and they did that, and it didn't hurt the film, and it was believable. That's yeah. one of the the hardest things to do with horror films to me is to is making them believable, even if you're suspending belief because you have to. Like yeah. obviously, these people, these things can happen, or this one guy can't survive all of this stuff that happens to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to suspend belief. Um, in reality, but when you can do that now and it's still with all the technology we have and still make it work, like you said, yeah. that's that's a really, really, really good sign. And it works in this film. It's a very it, good it works amazingly because then it's like what because then they pick her up and then you see the doctor show his true colors. And then it, you know, he he drives him back to the house because this doctor is just as crazy as Michael. Yes. And then yes. Allison and then Michael's and Michael's in front of the house and then you know Lori's doing her thing. Michael's in the house and Allison walks in and you're like, none of this feels forced. No. Nope. You know, like it, and it, it feels like it it just naturally would happen. And you know, in this movie, it's like I love how Lori is really Lori really believes that she is the key. Yep. Right. Like she really thinks Michael's after her. And we learn in the next movie that's not true. Right. You know, and it's yep. like and that's always kind of been a theme about Halloween. Like Michael's Michael just wants to go home, and we learn again. Like Hawkins talks about it in in twenty and kills. Yes. You know, he, he just it's you know he he just wants to get back to his house. It's he kills people and he goes home. Like that's all the guy does. <laughs> So. so the end, the last, um, how they kill him, because obviously he's not dead. So how they kill him in this one, uh, I liked that the third act, basically the third act of this film, I think is very, very strong. Yes. Um, it's one of the best, I think in all of them. Um, yep, I, th- I agree. yeah, I like, you see the, the legacy, right? It's all, it's all three of them. So it's the legacy. Yeah. They're all there mm-hmm. and they trap him. Um, and they burn the house, like Lori burns the house down, and that's 
you think he's dead, right? You think, okay, finally, he's going to burn to death. Which is, let's, let's just go back to like how crazy Lori is because she's got gas leaks. Basically, yes. she's like planned gas leaks. <laughs> yes. I was like, yes. This woman's really lost it. Like, And then she's got, they've got like, I love the bars where like. like exactly. I was just about to bring that, that up. That's incredible. And I love how Karen tricks Michael into coming out in front of the steps. And I was like, oh, like, God damn, you're amazing. I thought you were good in Ant-Man, but this chick is even better. <laughs> I was like Judy Greer, movie. right? Shout yeah. out to Judy Greer. Oh yeah. man, she was great in this movie. And I was like, and she gotcha. And I was like, oh damn. Yeah, when I, when I saw the bars across, I'm like, she really planned for everything. Yeah. This woman yeah. planned for everything. It's just an awesome ending. Uh, again, I, one of the I best. I loved how Karen was proved wrong. Like she thought this never would happen. And it's like literally right. everything your mother put you through, you went through for a reason and it yes. finally happened. And it's like, I was, because in the beginning of the movie, Karen's just kind of like, mom's crazy. Mom's drinking again, like, right. you know, in the restaurant and everything. And it's just, you know, she didn't invite her to Allison's like, what was it graduation dinner or whatever yeah. it was. And you just like, no, like your, your mom knew that this might happen one day. And you know, you know, it's like you just be prepared. And Lori was completely prepared. Yeah, she's in denial, right? Like her daughter was in denial for the whole basically until it happens. And then she was prepared. Yeah. So it's everything that she didn't want to happen happened. And then because of her mother, she was prepared for it. And then she realized, okay, you know, this is part of my life. Mom's now. not crazy. Right. Mom's not nuts. This is actually real. And this is part of my life. And uh, yeah, so – we leave there, and now let's go into the most recent, which just came out, what, earlier this month, I think? Now this is where we fight. Halloween Kills, yes. So yeah. I'll say this, because we talked about the trailers on a couple of episodes when we they got released. We talked about the trailers, and I was actually excited for this film, because I the trailers I thought were excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, all right, this looks like it's going to be a really good installment. Um. So we'll talk real quick about the setup and then we'll give our opinion. So at the beginning of it, you see it's kind of picks up right where the last one left off, pretty much. It's, it's pretty the much, same night. It's, yes, it it's the exact it's same night. night. Yeah. Picks up there. Um, you see Cameron. He's all upset because he had the fight with Allison yeah. and he calls his friend, whatever. And then he sees Officer Hawkins. Yep. Um, he goes over and he notices he's been his neck right and he's everyone i mean he thinks it's michael but we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> so uh you know he's sitting there and he's like oh you know i have to kill him he's saying to you know i have to kill michael myers blah, blah, blah. he says to cameron and then they go into flashbacks yeah and this is the best part of the movie for me the board of flashbacks. I agree. I agree. It's probably my favorite part as well. So Pete, you go ahead. You set this one up. You talk about uh, it. It just go, it goes back to that night in 78. And, and I got to say, I was completely shocked when Loomis popped out of that doorway. Um, I, and to find out that that's not de-aging, it's not CGI, that it was prosthetics, it was makeup. I was just bravo to the, uh, to the people in charge because I think Hollywood has really missed that uh, in the past few decades. Um, it was cool to go back to that, that, that moment where they catch Michael and it, you know Loomis is about to shoot him, but Hawkins thought that you know maybe he could be rehabilitated in that moment. And uh, as a police officer, he made a judgment call not to have somebody murder Michael. And it seems like Hawkins is really taking a lot of the blame 
of what's going on tonight upon himself because you know he prevented Michael from dying that night. Um, and, you know, and then you, you learn that you know Michael uh, it was helped lead Hawkins to murder his own partner. Right. And you know, there's kind of like that that uh, back and forth where it's just like, okay, give me the gun, we'll figure this out, we'll tell that you know Michael did this and whatnot. So he's been dealing with a lot of guilt himself, and uh, you know, it just goes to show you that that night in '78, it wasn't just the babysitter murders. It was you know, it affected the whole town. And I think that the movie does that really brilliantly. Like, I think the movie expands upon the legacy of the of the first two movies, and you see you see what the survivors, you see Doyle, you see uh, um, uh, what's her name. Uh, 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 Wallace, the little Wallace, Lindsay Wallace. You see, yep. uh, uh, Marion. You know they are the survivors, and it, you know it, it, Tommy can't help but bring up the topic on Halloween. You know, like you mm-hmm. see that they they went through a similar fate that Lori did, and you know, and and at the and at the first you know appearance of Michael, like they all go into it's not there's no fight or flight. It's just fight. Yep. And I, I think well, this is something that they touched upon in Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers, and it wasn't really done well. I think it was done masterfully in this movie, how one man can basically get an entire town to turn into a mob and the law is just helpless and, you know, evil dies tonight. And it, I thought it was great. And, uh, you know, obviously, like everyone gets, wants to make fun of uh, that little uh, that mental patient <laughs> who, uh, who escaped and got got confused. But I'm just in, in the heat of the moment, man, you know, you, you can't stop a mob. We saw what happened in, in our own country. It's happened in front of us. You know, one mob can do a crazy amount of damage. So uh, it seems very believable to me. OK, I wasn't going to go there, but since you brought it up. Dude, he's like a midget compared to Michael Myers. There's no way no, I people get it. But think- like, you act like people aren't stupid and easily manipulated in the heat of the moment. Like they, dude. Stormed, like, dude, we're like, how we're, we're, they stormed the Capitol not too long ago. Like, we lived through this. No, you but see it's what not- angry mobs do. But it's seriously. You think the, the guy in the back of the mob can see forty feet away? No, he just sees everyone. They all got pitchforks and torches. Okay, man. okay, but Tommy. Tommy's lived with him. He knows what he looks like. He's lived with him all his life, and he's one of the ones chasing him. Come on, man! It's not believable. It's so it's believable. Just not oh my believable. God. You just talked about suspending belief twenty minutes ago, and I now s- you're not going to do yes. it. Yes, no, no. Oh, you, can su- break. you can suspend belief, it's but not husband over here. Not on a height difference that is literally almost a, probably a foot. There's probably <sighs> a foot difference in height between the these two. And nobody recognized. Everyone's going after him. Everybody is going yeah, after because him. Because that's what a mob does. It's an uncontrollable Except mob. Except Karen, Karen is like, it's not him. It's not him. She's the only one. No and one's paying attention to her. to her. No one's listening to her. Yeah, because the mob is uncontrollable. And I would, again, the if it wasn't Tommy there, I could see it. But this, he has literally known him since he's a little boy. But then he knows it's not him. And then he can't control his own yes, mob. Because that that's what an mob does. He knows it's not him after she keeps telling him. He makes eye contact with her. And then she he's like, it's not him. Because she's saying it to him. Because Karen's saying it. That's who he sees. Dude, that is it's, it's the most it is the most unbelievable part of the film. Oh, like stop it. it's the part of the film you're kind of like, I all right, crap. here we go. And like, all right, oh god, it's unbelievable. The, 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 yeah, because the, because killing a bunch of firemen while well, he's like, no, I was going to get to that too. That was going to be the next part. That scene when all the, he's killing them one by one, none of them move to jump on him. Nobody goes after him. They all just stand there and watch him pick off the firemen one by one. And That's then again, every movie, every and then again, movie gangs up. It's always one on one. And then again at the end with the townspeople doing it, the same thing. 
They just watch him kill everybody one by one. Yeah, they're, they're dumb townspeople. And nobody like, jumps on them. To, no, but that goes... Even horror movies are stupid. But that goes That's against... That's why they all die. That goes against what they were doing in the beginning when they left the bar and they were, he was in the car. The black cup, the black one is like, oh, he's in my car, he's in my car. And it wasn't wasn't him, but they thought it was. It was the short guy. No, it was Devito. Yeah, it, but again, they weren't they weren't doing that then. They were all going to go after him. Every single person was coming to get Michael Myers. But they did it at the end. They all got, they trapped him, and then, but that's it. I don't know why they decided to leave the knife in his back. I would have stabbed him at the at the base of his back. Okay. You have an axe. Chop his head off. That's it. He can't live without a head. It's I, over. I can't believe Brackett didn't shoot. I was like, why are you guys getting so close to him? But then again, I don't know. They're dumb. They're dumb townspeople in horror movies. They're supposed to die. No. Yes. But again, this they're supposed to be older, wiser. Like these people dealt with him before. This is not new. They're not. This is not a new experience for the people, the main people in this movie. They've I mean, all dealt with him before. Ago. So you have you have to have this like, all right. I get it if it's the kids because they're kids. They don't know any better. The high school kids, fine. Uh, we have to talk. Well, we we got to talk about uh, Cameron's death because that one, wow. Like that death was one of the best in the entire franchise, if you ask me. It was pretty me. brutal, man. Oh, my brutal. God. And he sells it, too. The actor did a great job. He sells he it. I thought he was really better in this one than he was in the last one. Yeah, that scene. Uh, oh, guys, you'll know it when you see it. If you when you watch the movie, you will pick know it right away because it's just gruesome and brutal and holy crap. But um, yeah, I mean, those are just a couple of the things that took me out of the film. Again, the first 15, 20 minutes, I love. They're great. I was They're really excellent. into the whole angry mob thing. It really captivated me. I was, but, just, I, you know, like I know some other people are calling. I, I've heard people call this these two movies woke, and I just think that's just people talking. Um, but I, it really worked for me. I, I bought the whole angry mob thing. I, I really did. And again, it's it. I, it seems to me like it's a little bit of homage to Part Four, even though I don't think anyone <laughs> wants to remember that movie. But uh, it's you know. I, I, I thought it worked. It really, did, it really did wonders for me. It really, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time watching this. Um, but you know, and then at the end, I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, you guys, like, you're, you're, I like, isn't Illinois a big gun state? <laughs> like, it's kind of sure. There. Yeah. I was like, well, one chick's got a, a, an iron. The other, two, <laughs> like, the one guy gets. Sla- oh man! And then when Michael slashes the one guy in his Achilles, I was like, that's a good move, dude. <laughs> yeah. When, when, what's his name? Oh, the kid. Now I'm drawing a blank. I had it. That kid. His name begins with the M. What was the character? Oh. I don't remember. Well, no, he's one of the main kids from the from the flashback scene, the one who falls down that he looks at. And, oh, Lonnie, that's Lonnie, right, right? Lonnie, right? So, Lonnie, when he first gets together and they, he brings the van, he has ton of guns in the car right he has ton of guns in his van he gave it to the nurse she shot herself in the head which again that was that was i laughed when that happened that's that's just it's it's a funny kill in a movie her husband (laughs) though with the knife in the eye i was like dude yeah oh that hurts it was i mean it was sad to see marion die again (laughs) yeah 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 this is for loomis and i was like oh damn but it, it looks so much like 78 um Shout out to Nancy Wallace for being smart enough to survive this night. You yeah, know, that's, she's she seems to be the only one. Uh, I was a little bummed. I don't know what happened to Tommy Doyle. I'm assuming Tommy dies. I was a little bummed that the legacy characters all died. It was great for me to see Brackett back. You know, but uh, you know, again, he he uh, met a, a horrible well, fate. The big death obviously is at the end, right? Yeah, and like 
that that to me is just like I was like, why the hell did you go up there? I know it's it's probably the one thing in the movie I don't like. I was like, why did? Because like I'm sitting there like, is Karen gonna turn here? You know, right. I was like, is Karen gonna become like the new Jamie Lloyd? <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good, that's a good point. Like, yeah, so that that's obviously the big one. Uh, I I did dig all the scenes with Big John and Little John. I thought they were pretty entertaining. I I don't know why Big John thought the paring knife was a good idea. I know. First of all, again, like just dumb people in horror movies. If you see a bloody handprint on a door frame, why do you lock the door on the inside? Run out the house. What well, that, especially when you know whose house it is. Like, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not taking chances tonight, dude. I mean, that's another thing. The gay couple, right? Okay, so there's a gay couple in the movie, which is fine. But when they mentioned that he gets through the he, – he comes in, they say he comes through the back door. I mean, <laughs> could you be any more on the nose with with a thing like that? I, I honestly didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. I just wanted to go out of anything you mentioned it. I mean, I heard it. I'm like – was that intentional? It had to be intentional. I can't imagine that wasn't an intentional line in there. And I laughed. Like when I heard it, I'm like, all right, that makes sense. I laughed. I think that's the problem with me. I laugh too much in this movie and it's not a movie I should laugh at. Oh, uh, but here's the thing. I have seen so many slashers where I can't help but laugh. Like when, when they're oh, 100%. 100%, the face, 100% correct. And, but yes. like, you know, I dig it. You know, it, it doesn't bother me. Whereas like the laughs in like Halloween 5, whenever those cops pop out and there's like circus music playing, like that bothers me. I'm like what the hell are you guys doing? But that movie's so bad in general. But and, and then I think about Danny McBride, right? He like he does comedy, so maybe that's part of just him throwing some of himself into the movie. And like he does a form of black comedy, so I get it. You know, you know. But, so maybe that's just him. His part of his one of the things he wants to include. Again, it's not. There's just a. Those that didn't bother me as much. That was kind of like a haha thing, whatever. It's funny. Uh, the making the the black couple, the wife be the doctor and the husband be the nurse, but they switched the roles for their costumes. So <laughs> the the wife is the nurse and the husband is the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was cool. Again, the like I said, the beginning where where um Tommy gives the speech about Halloween night and yeah, happened in Haddonfield, like all that stuff. Them in the bar, really really cool. Um. That stuff all worked for me. It just overall, I, uh, it just, I don't know. I don't know if it's something I was looking for that I didn't get. I can't really put my finger on it. I think I think eighteen is a lot better. Yes, but I really I enjoyed th- this. You know, I, I do. Um, it's, uh, it, it was tough for me to decide where this fell. Halloween Kills, uh, in terms of like my favorite Halloween movies, because I really do like. I love seventy eight. Um, I love H2O. I love Halloween 2, as I mentioned earlier. And I love 18. So I was like, man, this is really good. Because like, for the first time, I was like, man, we got some really good Halloween movies. Like, majority of these movies are pretty bad. Resurrection is yeah. really bad. The whole Jimmy Lloyd trilogy is really bad. Yeah. Um, you know, Halloween 3 is a good movie. It's just not Michael Myers. Right. So in general, I feel like the Halloween franchise isn't the greatest franchise ever. I think Friday right. the 13th as a franchise is a much better franchise. But um, I put this like if I was to put this movie, it's I think it's better than H two O, but I think it's not as good as or the original Halloween two. So for me, it's like it's in my my top five goes seventy eight eighteen, Hall, the original Halloween two kills H two O and then Rob Zombie and then after that it's just what like whatever. I put I'd put kills after the first Rob Zombie film. Really, you think it's okay? 
I think it's better than the second because one. I, 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 while I like what Zombie did, I like the myster- the mystery of Michael Myers, and I kind of dig the fact that Judith was normal, grew up in a normal household. Whereas, like, I, I get like I get what he was doing, and he had to do something different, and that's totally respectable, and I appreciate the fact that he did it. But I was like, oh, this makes sense that this guy would turn out twisted. Well, he's he's you know, he's got this drunken stepfather and all this other stuff. You know, right. like, like I get why this guy is so broken and, and beat down. Whereas you know in the carpenter version you're like well what the hell's wrong with you kid (laughs) right right like those movies at least gave you motivation you had some kind of motivation as to why he was the way he was but like michael Um, it's like let me say this about the joker like you know not having an origin or you know it 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 makes him scarier like well the joker's different because he talks (laughs) like the joker has a personality and he has but still like why do you do the things that you why do you murder all these people why are you doing all this crazy shit oh he said some people, well, Alfred said, some people just like to watch the world burn. That's just what they I, like I, to do. And Michael likes watching Haddonfield burn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I just, yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe upon, maybe if I watch it again, I'll feel differently. But on my first watch, I really, I mean, I haven't even come around a little bit. Because when I was first watching, I'm like, this is awful. Like, that's funny because, like, that's how I felt about watching Dune. I was like, this is boring. <laughs> nothing's happening. But, like, the first 15 minutes of Halloween Kills, I'm like, this is incredible. This is action-packed. And it's got legacy <sighs> characters. And it's world-building. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just like well, that's that's also different. Like, Dune, you knew, you knew nothing about. I knew nothing whereas, about Dune. Whereas these characters, these yeah. characters you've known your whole life. So this I, it's a little different. You have attachment to these characters. Characters already yeah. going into this a bunch of people in their pumpkin spice lattes. Oh, they find the pumpkin spice. That's what it is. Dune, Dune is <laughs> it's so good. Like it's I, I very boring. It's just excellent. And it's, it's just I, a it's really the only movie, movie I don't like. I love Blade Runner. I think Blade Runner twenty forty nine is an epic masterpiece. I said <sighs> it. There you go. I'm on record. I call the movie a masterpiece. <laughs> there we go. I'm on record for it. Um, I won't. I mean, I, I've heard people call Dune a masterpiece. I won't go that far, um, b- mostly because it's the beginning of a story. This is basically. I don't know. You don't watch Lord. You don't like Lord of the Rings, right? No, that, that was boring too. All right. Well, well, there. You, well, maybe this is why. Maybe this is why you don't like Dune because this one is basically the Fellowship of the Ring. The first Ooh. Dune movie is the first Lord of the Rings film. It's just funny because like, it's it just like when I first heard the the reactions to Dune and it was like masterpiece, world building, Lord of the Rings. I was like, it sounds like the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, these same people are saying the same thing. The Twitter cinephiles, they only know three words. <laughs> so you knew right away you weren't going to like it because it's Lord I of the Rings. Shot, I mean, it just, I just, I was like, man, nothing's happening here. No, but, fine. Um, I am very concerned about Halloween Ends. While I think 18 and Kills works really well because like the original, like 78 and Halloween 2, it's basically the span of one night. Right. Uh, Halloween ends just seems like they're deviating from their original plan. Uh, there's a time jump. COVID's going to be involved in the storyline. I just, I'm like, oh guys, it's a. I'm like, it's again, it's like the Flash and No Way Home. I'm like, are you biting off more than you can chew? Because if you end Halloween Kills and it goes on hiatus for like, I don't know, six six years, five years, and then someone new comes on board, I'd be more into it. I'm very concerned about how Halloween ends ends. <laughs> so, well, there's they're saying they're going to kill both of them, right? Like 
that we kind of know that's going to happen. Which is weird because they say they can't kill Michael Myers, which is why H2O and Resurrection have that weird like ambulance guy gets beheaded and Mike, like it was like it's like a contractual thing. Like there was a video I I, I put it I retweeted it maybe like uh, two or three weeks ago where. Uh, 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 Jamie Lee Curtis was talking how she how after how H2O she wanted to kill Michael like I think the plan was to like behead him at the in the pool where the pool closes and that's how he dies but they were like we can't kill Michael but what if we do it in a way where you think you kill Michael and the audience thinks you kill Michael so that we can do another and she's like well what do you mean and that's how H2O uh, right. resurrection happened so we'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, I don't mind that this will be like one timeline, one contained thing. That's fine. If I don't like Halloween ends, I don't like Halloween ends. Right. I got these. I got these movies, and I can enjoy them. You know, and in time, you know, as we, as I have learned personally, uh, you can even revisit the horrible movies. I can, I can revisit Batman and Robin because of what's come after it. I can revisit Halloween four and five because of what's come after it. Uh, you know, and, and you know, it lessens the blow when someone comes around later and. You know, or like those bad uh, the 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 last couple Pierce Brosnan Bond movies that were horrible. Like the Daniel Craig movies totally make up for that. You know, and you, you can rewatch them, and you know, you look at it differently. But like when it's the last thing, it leaves that bad taste in your mouth. So I, I don't know. Like we'll see how it goes. But you know, I, I kind of dig that they're doing this the Nolan way, where it's a contained story, and you know, if someone wants to come along and do something else, like let them do it. And you know, it, it doesn't bother me. I, I'm just. I'm concerned for the movie at the time, but again, like I have a bunch to pick from, and at some point, I will my hatred for it if it's not a lesson. <laughs> well, for me, since I didn't like kills, it could only get better for me. So I'm hoping that they end it well. Um, I hope that Jamie Lee Curtis gets a good send off. Obviously, um, this has been her biggest role still in a cool her way life. To segue out of the role, as an Affleck would say. <laughs> yeah, so I hope she gets a proper send off, a, a proper ending to Laurie's story. Uh, I'm wondering how, like you said, though, like you're right, it's contractually in, like he's not supposed to be killed. Um, so I don't know how they're going to go about uh, doing it. Um, because obviously we always get the breathing at the end in some, in some yeah. shape or form. So maybe that's what they'll do. And then we'll get like a little bit of a breath. And then they could take it from there and say, look, he's not dead, even though he is in this storyline. Um, but yeah, I'm interested. I, I will say I I like it enough that I won't abandon it. I've liked um, what I've gotten so far. I think there's a reason why we have we got the Strode girls in the movie. Right. Uh, I think that uh, I I don't think he'll die in Halloween Ends. Maybe Jane, uh, maybe Laurie will, but I, you know, maybe Allison will take the reins here. Yeah, it's possible they could do that. Uh, especially the way things are now in most movies, how you know we get these um, spinoffs and you know, we get things like that to just continue. Uh, so yeah, we, we might get something like that, which I'd be fine with if there's a story to tell. Um, I even heard someone, I read this somewhere. It's stupid. I, I don't want to bring it up, but someone said, well, what if Michael in the home had got with a woman and got her pregnant and he has a kid? <laughs> wow. That's a bit of a shit. <laughs> right? Like I, that's why I said, like, that just sounds completely stupid. It wouldn't fit the story at all. I wouldn't like, like it. Something that would have happened in like Halloween 15. <laughs> the spawn of Michael Myers. Right. Or something like, you know, 
But um, or like this is my head thinking now. What if they just took they got a, his sperm somehow and some woman was crazy, some crazy nurse in the hospital did something like that. So you, know? you literally like someone's got to go over to Michael, get him aroused, and go to town <laughs> and get him to like you know jizz in the tissue. Well, we don't know. <laughs> you're, we compla- don't- you're complaining about the angry mob, but yet you just want someone to go over there and give Michael a handy. I didn't say I wanted it. I'm <laughs> saying that I'm just trying to think of how they could keep this going in another way, in another God, form. You don't write movies. <laughs> so, hey, you know what? At least I'm thinking. At least I'm thinking. This is the type of thinking that runs franchises into the ground. I didn't say it was good thoughts. I just said I'm thinking. As long as I said mean, it was good. These were good ideas. Oh man, um, Reno was like rolling. Reno's got well, like 15 unfinished like horror scripts he's working on right now, <laughs> and he's just rolling over. Well, that kind of happens in um, what's it called in Hannibal? You saw Hannibal, right? Is it Hannibal? Was it Hannibal? I think, yeah. The the where with Mason Verger, the character, like that's what they were. He was trying to do to him. They were trying to do to him because he wanted to have offspring, or whatever, like that. It's the same kind of deal. I Didn't don't know. they just do something like that in Watchmen? I the show, yes. The show, right? I think yes. I think so. So, like so it's not like a weird. Like, I just. I just the only the only way you could keep him going without it actually being him is for him to have someone on his bloodline. That's why I'm thinking this. Which is maybe it's Allison. What if Allison becomes Michelle Myers? That would be crazy. That would be. Oh yeah, or maybe like surrogate family, right? Jamie stabbed her mother at the end of uh, Halloween Four. That's true. Halloween Four is getting a lot of love today. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting a lot lot more mention than I thought it would. That's for sure. So, uh, all right. So there are a couple other things that – oh, well, there's one other trailer that came out, and I just want to talk about it because it's not what I, I wasn't expecting to like it. I wasn't expecting to even want to go see it, and then I saw it, and I want to see it. So it's it's a much happier movie. <laughs> it's a Disney Pixar, and I'm talking about Lightyear. So the trailer for Lightyear came out this past week. Um, again, I didn't even know this movie was in development. So for me, you watching did? it – No, I, I had no idea. About it. I don't remember talking. And if we did, I apologize. But I don't remember talking about it. Mm-hmm. So the trailer was very, very good. It's so good that now I actually want to see the movie where I didn't care about it at first. So did you see the trailer, Pete? Do you have any? Yeah, I liked it. Here's the thing, though. I will I might see it. I might not. I haven't seen to, uh, the last Toy Story. I don't think I've seen actually three or four. I didn't see four. I'm not Ryan Lauer. I'm not big on Toy Story. It's uh, The first one's all I needed. The second one was okay. Um, I don't care about why they made the Buzz Lightyear action figure. I don't care about the actual Buzz Lightyear. Right. I care about Tim Allen, the action figure. Um, <laughs> so while it's not something I wanted, I, I might check it out depending on, uh, you know, if Lauer goes on Twitter and calls this a masterpiece, I might check it out on Twitter. <laughs> you know, I might check that out. But, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it's just something, uh, I, you know, like if if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. Like, no, it doesn't really matter to me. But, right, yeah, like I just – you know, if we get a, you know, as a kid, when Toy Story came out, I got that Bud Light, Bud, Bud Light. That's for Zeddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Buzz Light. Before he slip, Pete wants, Pete wants a beer. He's ready to drink. I'm, if it's Bud Light, I might as well drink water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had that action figure and I kind of, it kind of got uh, destroyed. So if I get a new Buzz Lightyear action figure out of this, I, I, I'll pick it up and buy it because of nostalgia reasons. But 
you know, it looked cool. We'll see what happens. I, I wonder is Zerg in this? Like uh, again, yeah, I have my, no the idea. Buzz that I love and care about is the toy. I don't really right. care about the real Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, I know that's the interesting thing. So it's I just, it's just something that I saw, and I get it. I was animation I was, looked great. Animation yeah. looked wonderful. Yeah, and I was excited because it wasn't something I was excited about. So it actually got me interested. I'm bummed that Tim Allen isn't voicing Buzz Lightyear. That's they're they're passing it off as it's not the toy, it's the real guy. So it doesn't have to be Tim Allen. I I guess so. It's Chris Evans. It's Chris Evans. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how many? I mean, I get when you get a talking Batman, is it ever the actor? So no. So I guess that makes sense. So I mean, it's Captain America, right? So. Great Captain America to be the voice. Uh, it's pretty cool. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So lastly, before we put a ball on this, Pete, do you have any plans for Halloween? Uh, yeah. Uh, I might. Uh, here's the thing. I'm supposed to go to a Halloween party, but I, I might just make an appearance just because I, I told my, my buddy I would go and uh, just because I'm not feeling the best. But uh, I did. Uh, I did. And it's funny because I don't normally dress up for Halloween, but I, I actually pulled off a Halloween Riddler costume that's pretty faithful to Matt Reeves. I, I saw it. Yes, um, that's very to, good. Reno hooked me up with uh, somebody on Etsy that I could buy the mask from, and it looks legit. So uh, I'll do that for a little bit and uh, probably head home. But um, that's all. And then tomorrow uh, I will uh, sit at the door and greet the trick-or-treaters, and I can't wait to see what people are dressed up as. And I, car- I carved a jack-o'-lantern earlier this afternoon. So Yeah, I'm going to do that tonight. I have a pumpkin I need to carve, uh, so I'll do that tonight. Uh, I don't have any, technically any plans. I usually go to my sister's house to see my nephew um, in his garb. But this year, I don't know what he's going to be this year. I haven't asked him. But my two great nephews, uh, the two little guys, Mm -hmm. um, I I might go to my nephew's house to see um, see him. At least one of them. The other one, I'm, I'm not sure what they're doing, mm-hmm. but I might go th- there because uh, it's just cool uh, to see the kids. Um, so I'm hoping everyone, everyone who listens to us, if your kids go out for Halloween, please take pictures and send them to us. Tweet at us on Twitter and and send us the pictures. If you feel comfortable, all you guys. Yeah, if you guys feel comfortable. Uh, I mean, I know some people are weird about putting their kids on social media. So if you are, I understand. But if you're not and you're and you're cool with it, (laughs) (laughs) if you're cool with it, please. I love seeing all the Halloween costumes. I love Halloween. So, um, Justin, Ashley, Oliver, I want to see those guys. Yeah. So if um, I wish I was doing something this year for Halloween, unfortunately, I'm not. I usually go to a party, but. Still with COVID, people are weird, uh, and, and a lot of people are still aren't comfortable hosting things. So, what are you watching tomorrow? Party. Football. <laughs> That's no fun. <laughs> no, I've been. Well, I, I guess if you like horror, you could watch the Jets. That's a That's true. It's scary. It's, it's, that's the scariest thing I could watch tomorrow is the Jets, Jets football. As a Jet fan, yeah. So I don't. I it's Halloween for me every Sunday. No. No, I, I, this is a completely new coaching staff. Everything's new, so I'm giving them time. I, Adam Gase was just a mistake, but this I'm, I'm actually giving – I'm being patient with, and and we'll see uh, what happens. I don't know what I'm going to – I might check out that new Chucky series because I have watched Halloween prepping for this show, and I've filled <laughs> in the, sh- the, the slots in between with 4, 5, and the Curse of Michael Myers. and right. H2O and stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty Halloweened out. Um, usually I do watch Halloween on Halloween, but because of the show I prepped. So uh, I'll probably watch from Friday the 13th. I'll probably watch from Chucky. I'm not a big pinhead guy. Right. I don't like Hell, Hellraiser. Not, nah, not I'm not a big Hellraiser fan yeah, either. I'm not a big fan of that. Maybe um, it? 
yeah, I could watch it. Part one, part two, I dig those. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I might, I might have to give that new Chucky series a shot. Uh, it's been, it's been, uh, people have been saying it's pretty good. I might actually check out that Mark Hamill Chucky movie. I know Reno hates it, but uh, I still have to see that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that either. So that that's definitely a possibility. Um, I've been, like I said, all the channels like Sci-Fi and AMC, and they've all they've been showing all the Halloween films. So I've just been flipping around television, and I've been catching parts of Nightmare on Elm Street. Like to, this morning, mm-hmm. Freddy's Dead was on, and and, which the- I hate that movie, but, but I watched it because you know I hadn't seen it in a while, so I watched part of it. It's actually easy to get classic Universal monster movies in because I think they're only like an hour and a half. Yeah, they're, they're not long. So it's a Frankenstein or a Dracula or Wolfman are really easy. I might, well, yeah, maybe I'll watch Dracula. I haven't watched Dracula Is in a good? minute. I, uh, oh man, Bella Lugosi. I know. Lugosi. If there ever was a person born to play a part, <laughs> it was him. Because man, yeah. so creepy. Uh, but yeah, but again, Halloween. As you could tell, Pete and I really like Halloween, and we like the, uh, we like the horror genre. We before like the before we end this, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, it's weird. Because it used to be Kit Kats. I used to love Kit Kat. I still love Kit Kats. Um, but are, you want to just like Halloween candy we can't get any other time of the year or just Halloween no, candy? No, what's your favorite oh, okay. candy? You know, like, well, for me, I'll be honest, it, it's candy corn. I love me some candy corn. Oh, I used to, when I was younger, it's too sweet for me now. I can't, I don't know why. I just, it's just way too sweet. I can't just eat it. So it's probably now that, that Reese's has Halloween pumpkins and bats, which I actually sent you guys when I bought Halloween a bag of the bats. I'm like, oh, crap, they have bats. Obviously, bat bed was my thinking. And I'm like, oh, I, here we go. I got my Halloween bat. So I have. The, I bought some of those. I also got a mix of, of Kit Kats and pumpkins. Did you mail us candy? No, you, I can. I have so you much just, candy. You, you said you just want- mailed us Halloween bats. No, I no, I didn't. I thought you said you, you sent us bats. No, oh. I sent. I took a picture when I bought the bag. I remember it. I oh, sent it to you guys. Oh, I thought you were like mailing me snacks. I was like, I don't and know I, snack. And I put it on Twitter, and I, <laughs> I put it on Twitter, and I said, "You guys don't. Eat, if you know me, you know why I bought these. Like oh, that's why. Oh, yes, okay. So yeah, so that's what I bet. But yeah, like any, I love Reese's peanut butter cups. So anytime they have anything for any holiday, like especially Easter, the eggs. Those yeah. are the best. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely Reese's, the pumpkins, and the bats. Those and are my Easter, favorites. I'll go, I go peeps all the way, bro. It's weird. I don't like candy corn, but I do like peeps. Go figure. They're just as sweet. I don't know why. <laughs> Eric is really picky when it comes to sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. I don't know. I think it's the consistency, too. Candy corn has that, like, waxy you, kind of what feel. Woody Harrelson in Zombieland? <laughs> I just I don't know, dude. Like, there's weird things I've told you many times. I like all tomato products. I don't like fresh tomatoes. Don't know why. I like salsa, ketchup, all that crap. But give me a fresh tomato, I won't eat it. It's disgusting to me. So you're a weird. I have. I do. I have these weird, weird things. More insight into me. Not only all my fabulous feats of fancy that I do. I also have weird food quirks. (laughs) Not only is he the greatest jock that's ever stepped foot on Long Island, he has the the weirdest taste palette of all time. Oh yes, I can't even go in further. I don't like water, fresh watermelon. I like watermelon candy. I like watermelon flavored things. You like fresh watermelon? I don't like fresh watermelon. You're so weird. I only like watermelon flavored things. 
Watermelon candy sucks. No, it's the best, especially the Sour Patch watermelon. I don't like Those sugar, but I love watermelon. <laughs> oh, I never said I didn't like sugar. No, no, no. That That's not true at all. Sour Patch watermelons, they're the best. The oh, best. Man. I like those two. They'd be on my list for best wow. candy for Halloween. Oh, Sour geez. Patch kids. That's another oh, one. Oh, God. Uh, all right, guys. Sorry we took you here. Um, we're ending the show this way. If Again, also, if you guys into the show, you want to t- tweet at us your favorite Halloween candies, please do. We'd love to hear it. That would have been a much better poll than your hip-hop poll last night. <laughs> Yo, I was so bored when I put that up. I can dude. tell. And I was... <laughs> I looked at this and I was going, this is so on brand. <laughs> I was so bored, man. I was like... And you know what it was? The, I had seen... Um, I'd seen a commercial on one of the old, like those weird channels where they still show like commercials for like uh, now, now music and all that stuff. And I'd see that and all those songs are playing. So I'm like, yeah, let's, let's, let's ask this question. Yeah, let's of do course, this. Cause of course we need to know, we need to know this one. And I missed, I missed my favorite one. Justin pointed it out. So I <laughs> put my favorite song there. Oh boy. Anyway, let's is put a ball. Does your fa- is your favorite song the song you sang in your American Idol tryout? No. Oh. No. I thought it was. No, I sang Angels. Angels. Um, yeah. Oh. Um, wow. At my American Idol tryout. I wish I had a tape of it, but I don't. I literally sang it outside in Soldier Field in the pouring rain. That was my audition. Was Nico there? Nico was like 10 when I went. <laughs> he might have been. I have no idea. As, if, if you learned anything from yesterday, age means nothing. <laughs> Apparently so. And we, we are proving that right now <laughs> with our juvenile comments. We are doing it right now. All right, man. So, Pete, tell everyone where they can find you. You can follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite Vero at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one. That's the podcast you're listening to right now. Straight out of Gotham at straight underscore O underscore G on both Twitter and Instagram. You could uh, follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook fan page and a Facebook group. It's fun discourse there. Uh, follow at Team Yellow Oval. That's a fun place as we were just gearing up for everything Keaton and the Flash. Follow podcast number two, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast that I, uh, that I co-host with uh, Sausage and Meatball. That's Nicholas and Nico Caruso out of Chicago. Uh, we talk a lot of Spider-Man stuff. Check that out at Italians for Spidey. Check out BatmanOnFilm.com. I've got comic book reviews of Detective Comics. I've got uh, TV reviews of Eric's favorite show, Batwoman, which has been fantastic this season. If you're not watching it, your bat card needs to be revoked. It's really good. Check it out. Um, I've got uh, interviews with uh, Michael Uslan and Tara Strong on Batman on Film YouTube, so check those out, as well as toy reviews and all that good stuff. So uh, I'm all over social media. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I argued about Zaddies the other day, so I lost some followers. So uh, <laughs> if you guys can help me out and just you know even out that ratio that everyone talks about, that would be great. So Eric, take Away. Yeah, guys, if you are following us, both Pete and I, tweet us around to your friends and tell them to follow us. You, you know where we have good stuff. We're really you know. slutty on Twitter. You, you, yeah, and you know you know we, we, we bring some fun stuff. Where else are you going to get someone asking what's your favorite 90s rap dance song? You're not going to get that from anyone else but Only me. Other. Only other. <laughs> but me. So, of course, my Twitter handle is um, at finally33, spell finale33, also the same on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, if you guys follow me on instagram you'll see a lot of my food 
the things that I make, I, all my recipes and all my food that I make for dinner, I usually post up there. So you guys can check it out there. Um, sometimes I even put the ingredients. So if you guys are into that stuff and you want to know, you can just shoot me a message too. And I will tell you how I make that, those delicious meals that I make. Um, as Pete mentioned, we're on Facebook. So check us out in our group and our Facebook page. Pete, oh, Pete is so good at posting all the topics we discuss on our shows there. So if you guys ever want to know what we're talking about or on, on the podcast, just go there and click down, go down the list and just click them because <laughs> they're, they're pretty much there in order. Uh, <clears throat> recently, we did the Iceberg Lounge show for DC Fandom. If you guys missed that, mm-hmm. check that out. Also, on, That's also on our YouTube. Um, I also reviewed um, Titans for Batman on film. So if you guys want to read my all 13 reviews of Titans of season three of Titans, they are over there as well. And I also have uh, some interviews on Batman on the Bat- Batman on film YouTube page. Uh, I have Rachel Scarsden and I have from Batwoman. Thank you very much. Great job. Great job. <laughs> I have, um, what's her name? Rebecca Romaine. Rebecca Romaine. I have Jerry O'Connell. Uh, there's a couple of them that are up there, guys, so that we did for the Superman, the Reign of Superman uh, premiere. So if you guys want to check out those, you can check them out there. All right. So I believe that's it. So I just want to wish everyone a happy Halloween. Stay safe. Again, if you have kids and you, you take pictures of their costumes, tweet them at us. We love to see all that stuff. And as always, for Peter Vera, I am Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah.